you've spent any time in a church, you've likely seen a Sunday school Christmas play with kids dressed in bathrobes acting out the roles of Mary, Joseph, and the innkeeper, who tells them there is no room in the inn. Ingrained in our memories, it appears that the Holy Family arrives at a Motel 6 only to find out all the rooms are taken because of a playoff game at Heinz Field. Oh wait, not this year. The Steelers have stunk up the place. Anyway, that's not the way it was. The Nativity story is darker and a lot more human. The way into this story for me is to talk about what it's like to move to Pittsburgh and have to learn a new language. I find out baloney is called jumbo, rubber bands called gum bands. My wife called someone a nebby nose. What is that? And then there's the whole cultural difference. French fries on your salad and on your sandwich? Yep. And nobody outside Western PA has a clue about the YouTube classic Pittsburgh Dad. I never heard of a pierogi or Isley's chipped ham before moving to Pittsburgh. You know, it's the same challenge with a lot of the biblical language. When we hear the word manger, we likely think of a barn or a stable. When we hear the word inn, we think of a motel or B&B. And so we have this Sunday school Christmas play picture in our heads. There was no room at the inn, Jesus born in a manger. But here's the real story, you jagoffs. The house of the simple folks of Jesus' day had two rooms. The main room was a family room where the entire family cooked, ate, slept, and lived. At the end of this family room was an inner door that led to a room a few feet lower. At night, through an outside door, the family, cow, donkey, sheep, and goats were brought inside this lower room so they wouldn't be stolen. The word translated as in, used elsewhere in the Gospel of Luke, ought to be translated as upper room. You got all that so far, yins guys? Because this sets us up for the real story of Christmas. Mary is pregnant, but by this time their two families know the baby is not Joseph's family. He's likely a much older man, which makes the situation all that much more suspicious. There's talk as to whether Joseph is even capable of fathering a child. We know Mary and Joseph returned to Bethlehem for the census because this is where Joseph's family resides. It's like everyone returning to hometown Pittsburgh for the holiday. So theoretically, there's plenty of room for Mary and Joseph at his family's home, right? All your family comes in for Christmas and you make room for them. The guest room, the family room, the basement sofa that pulls out into a double bed, air mattresses on the floor for the kids. What the Christmas story really is saying is that the family is not going to make room for Mary and Joseph in the upper room, where the family cooks, eats, sleeps, and lives. They are choosing not 
to make room for this unwed mother. The birth of Jesus occurs in a room where the animals are kept at night as if to say, Mary, you are no better than the animals. Mary shamed and rejected by Joseph's family, and this is after what? Six months of shame and rejection by the people of her village when her expanding belly begins to show? Christmas reveals messy lives, the fragility of our relationships. Whether or not you believe in the virginal conception, I bet we can all agree that the angel who appeared to Mary did not also appear to everyone else in the village to tell them that Mary's child had been fathered by the Holy Spirit. How messy our lives, how fragile our relationships. Mary is blessed by God, but shamed and humiliated by everyone else. We may paint her as the lady in gorgeous robes and a halo, playing with her infant godson, but this is all after the fact. In her lived life, she would have been exposed to the contempt of her neighbors. And what about this cute little baby boy, Jesus, who we place in his crib as the holiest of children? The Gospels tell us that Jesus is taunted throughout his life as having no known father. He is called Son of Mary. Now, according to Jewish religious law, if you are born legitimately, you are called Son of the Father. So I am Scott, Son of Ken. But Jesus is called Son of Mary, which indicates he does not have a father. The literal translation of the New Testament Greek is Jesus, Mary's bastard. How messy our lives. How fragile our relationships. It is not a stretch to conclude that Jesus' emphasis throughout his life is on forgiveness and acceptance because of his own experience of being treated as white trash all his life. When we know the truth of his birth, it changes how we think about Christmas, doesn't it? Shouldn't it? It's not so sentimental. It's not a hallmark holiday special, snow gently falling on a cold, clear night, the moon glowing over a pristine landscape, hot chocolate around the fire in our Christmas sweaters. But if we hear the story as it was conveyed to the first listeners, it is divinely comforting. God comes to earth not as winner of the beautiful baby contest with a CEO father and Miss Bethlehem mother. Jesus is born into a family as messy as our families. In my first congregation, I would visit Miss Annie, who was in her 90s, but as lively and ornery as someone half her age. She loved to tell me stories about all the respectable folks in my congregation. Stories about who got pregnant before marriage, or who had a baby six months after their wedding, or who had been in and out of jail as a young man. She wasn't being mean, she wasn't being judgmental. In fact, she had raised a little hell in her younger years, which she delighted in telling me. What she couldn't bear was anyone who acted like they were better than others. 
anyone who wanted to deny that their lives are messy, deny the fragility of relationships. One thing I know to be true is that our lives are not Hallmark holiday specials. When we gather for Christmas, wherever we gather, all of us carry in our hearts the brokenness of our lives. Beloved family members no longer with us in the pews or sitting around the Christmas Day dining room table. Families torn apart by divorce, families at war over opposing political views, the pandemic bringing illness and death to our doorsteps, disrupting our lives at every turn, unblended blended families, addiction ravaging so many of our families, leaving destruction and death in its wake, domestic violence, unemployment, underemployment. How messy our lives, how fragile our relationships. I think of a family where their son Johnny had experienced a difficult year, in trouble at school, never listening at home. Because of his misbehavior, his mother told him he would get, be getting nothing for Christmas. What? Nothing for Christmas, cried Johnny. Well, said Mom, maybe if you write a letter to baby Jesus and tell him how sorry you are, Santa might bring you some presents. So Johnny went to his room and began writing. With each letter, he would first apologize and then promise to be good for a specific amount of time, but he would get frustrated, tear up each letter, and start over. Finally, he gave up, ran to the living room, took Mother Mary from the family's nativity scene, ran back to his room, wrapped her in a sock, and placed her in his bottom drawer. He got out a piece of paper and began writing, Dear Baby Jesus, if you ever want to see your mother again. On a more somber note, one of my clients in therapy gave me permission to tell you her story this evening. Barely out of high school, she found herself pregnant. She wasn't sure of the father. It could be one of two men, but neither man was in her life anymore. How messy our lives, how fragile our relationships. What was she to do? Because of her ethnic and cultural background, her family was aghast at the pregnancy, feeling it brought shame and dishonor to the family. She was left alone to decide what to do and eventually decided that she would live at a Christian home for unwed mothers and deliver the baby. During the last months of pregnancy, she made the decision to give up her child for adoption, and she chose a couple who could not have children as the baby's adoptive parents. In the weeks before giving birth, the home asked her if she would participate in a video to help other young pregnant women choose adoption. She agreed, and a local couple who had a video business came and recorded her story about how she came to the decision to give up her baby for adoption. And then, only a few hours later after giving birth, she said goodbye to her little baby boy. How messy our lives, how fragile our relationships. Over the years, she stayed in touch with the couple, sending her son gifts on his birthday and Christmas through the adoption agency. 
his adoptive parents sending her photos and updates, until a few weeks ago, when the couple contacted her about getting together with them and her son, now nearly 21. And they met last week, meeting at a restaurant, going out for ice cream, leafing through a photo album of the high points of his life. He's now a handsome young man, a good human being, kind, thoughtful, and considerate. And as it turns out, she had chosen as his adoptive parents the couple who shot the video 21 years ago. God comes into our lives as fragile as we are. A baby discredited from before his moment of birth. His mother shamed and rejected. But his life and hers were redeemed by the amazing energy at the heart of the universe. And his life continues to have the possibility of transforming our lives. This is the ongoing Christmas miracle. The real story of the birth of Jesus shows us how messy our lives, how fragile our relationship. God comes to us as a newborn baby in his own messy family, a fragile infant dependent on others, snuggling into the warmth of his mother who must keep him alive. Our divine assignment this Christmas, each one of us, is to allow the love, the grace, the acceptance of God grow in our hearts, God's tender and quiet presence birthing in our hearts. The Christmas story urges us to accept all those we might want to judge, to love the unlovely, to pray for peace, to mend our relationships, to welcome the stranger, to give to others out of our abundance, and to value our own life as messy and fragile as it might be. Jesus, born in the lower room with the animals. That's where we find God, in the mess all around us. Thank you for being with us this Christmas Eve, and we'll look forward to 2022, where we'll post our next podcast. Be sure to visit our website at yourspiritualonion.com. And God bless. Come down to the manger. See the little stranger. Wrapped in swaddling clothes, a prince of
the end of the beginning, praise the newborn king. How a little baby boy bring the people so much joy. Son of a carpenter, Mary carry the light. This must be Christmas, must be tonight. I saw it with my own eyes, written up in the sky. For why a simple herdsman such as I? And then it came to pass, he was born at last. Right below the star that shines on Must be Christmas, must be tonight. Be tonight. Be Son was born, singing carols. 
with my song early on one 